We have to confess on Radio Parallax that we've been remiss in covering the art scene. As mentioned at the top of the show, this is because the host of this program feels he's in over his head, and he, and he probably is. But nevertheless, today we're going to take a look at what is going on locally. In Davis, there's a thing called the First Friday. Those in the SAC area uh, would equate this with the Second Saturdays, an event where people come out and look at art. And the John Atsoulis Gallery in Davis is a... Um, I guess a legend at this point in putting on all sorts of artistic ventures. We know that our good pal Dr. Andy Jones hosts poetry readings there. We've seen some of the art they have there. And at present, there is an exhibit featuring local artist Laurel Holvine, who is also my neighbor in Sacramento. So what a harmonic convergence this is. It's my pleasure to say, welcome to Radio Products, Laurel Holvine. Hi, Doug. Now, your mom, uh, we should remind our listeners, your mom's been on this program. She she talked about the Readers of Homer, an event at Sac State, and goes around the country doing this. It's quite an extravaganza. And I guess, Laura, you took part in that as well? Yeah, I've been doing that for a long, long time. And we do all-night readings of the Iliad or the Odyssey around the world in various fabulous places. Do you have some... some portions you like to read or is it just sort of like it goes along and you just keep going uh, you know i'm always so busy that i don't even get to practice my passage and i just <laughs> jump up and do it but it's it's a it's a pleasure and it's been a little while since we've done one but we're trying to reboot and get one together soon all right well let's talk about this exhibit uh, tomorrow night will be the first friday here in davis which i'm sure means a lot of people are going to be out in the streets and a lot of them are going to find their way to the gallery and they're going to be looking at what you and i guess another person have have done talk about the exhibit Okay, well, um, uh, you know, it's a great honor to have so much space, first of all. I mean, to be with the Natsulis Gallery has just been wonderful for me so far. Um, But I actually have a two-floor show, which is um, an unusual sort of occurrence that happened um, for sort of a complicated reason. I was supposed to go to um, the Arctic Circle uh, last fall. Mm-hmm. And the day I was supposed to leave, my mother had a triple bypass surgery, so I couldn't go. Okay. And so I had asked um, Natsulis if I could have two floors, knowing that I would want one for the, the Arctic uh, experience and one just for painting. And at that point, he said yes. And so that was still on the books, even though I unfortunately had to cancel that trip. So no Arctic arts. You had to make up mm-hmm. with it with something yeah, else. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll get to go again, but it might be a little while. Yeah. All right. I guess this is a theme-based exhibit? So it is. So you had um, mentioned my mother, and so she just turned 85, and she had asked me for a long time to work um, with her material of a book that she's just finishing writing right now. It's called Nine Nights, the Rhapsodies of Mnemosyne, and the idea is that the muses, which personally I never really liked the muses, they always kind of got on my nerves, Uh, but when I think of them as creative spirits, it sort of works better for me. By way of ignorant folks like myself, the Greeks had one for dancing, one for performance art, not various... Yeah, they had had different muses than we would think. They had, you know, for history, for example, and sacred sacred hymns, and, you know, and others that we recognize, like dance and and writing and, and such. So she had asked me for a long time to do paintings to go with her writing. And I just really didn't want to do it 
for the longest time and then I realized she was turning 85 and I didn't have a proper present and the show was coming up and, and not quite coming together in terms of a theme that was really coalescing for me. So I decided rather late actually to, to take that on. Okay. The bigger idea and the reason I did want to do it is because I love the idea behind it, which is that um, the muses or the arts, right, um, were born, they were created, you know, by the intercourse of divine and memory. Okay. So Zeus and Namazani. It's a very sort of sexual book in some ways. When I think about it in, in those terms, I just, I love that idea that, that the impulse for cre creativity comes from this interchange between whatever the divine is, which is hard to talk about, of course, uh, and human memory, and human memory on a small level and human memory on a big kind of more historical level. The concept behind the show is that, um, you know, there are these nine nights, so there are nine big paintings, they're 72 by 60 inches, um, and each one is about that night that created that muse, okay. which is the same sort of structure of her book. Okay. And I have no idea how you do this. You just, there's, 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 there's an easel in front of you and you have a certain muse to address and you just start putting, putting like paint on, on, on the easel. How, how does it work? Okay. I really <laughs> That's a don't good know. question. I don't I really know don't that know. I know either. <laughs> I think the writing is very, very gorgeous and, and, and is uh, an amazing sort of experience of kind of, um, I don't know, it feels like having somebody else meditate for you. I may be very off base on this, but I guess it's like when they first started writing Sherlock Holmes, there was some illustrations that went with it, and forever the illustrations really characterized what Holmes was all about. And it was maybe apart from the writing. Is that the kind of thing you maybe didn't want to see happen? Yeah, possibly. I also really didn't like that as a, as a work method for myself. I really don't like knowing where I'm going. And so if I plan something out and feel like I have, just have to execute it, then that's no fun for me. So I just need to open it up and just have it be more really about color and composition and, and ex, you know, finding the painting in the painting somehow. Okay, so it's quite, quite free form. It, it needs to be for me to be happy with it. The more I'm kind of trying to get something super specific, the sort of less I enjoy it. Well, Laura, talk, talk a bit about your background as an artist. How did, how did you get to where you are? Gosh, well, I've just loved making art my whole life. I'm not particularly trained in painting, per se. I had, for a long time, gotten obsessed with getting an MFA in painting, and then when I finally got accepted, I decided I wanted to actually just teach myself, not have ideas told to me about what was good. And so, But I did uh, get other degrees in creative writing and something called interdisciplinary art, in which I was doing video and sound work and such, um, but not so much painting. So I'm not sure there's really any benefit in my technical ignorance there, but I've, I have been a practicing painter for a long, long time and, and love it. I had no idea. So you, you, you're really not, you didn't spend a lot of time training in that area, and yet you have an, ex, an exhibit in an art gallery. That's, yeah, it's oh, good. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's something I'm, I'm pretty sure most of us can't pull off. I, I know I couldn't. But I understand, Laura, at some point when you were first getting involved with this gallery, you were actually doing some live stuff. You had to actually perform in front of people, creating did, the creative I process. Did. And that's an absolutely new thing to me because I'm a very private person and, in fact, never even paint in front of family or boyfriends or anybody. My first time out with Natsulis, I was painting uh, with my great friend Tony Passarelle, who's a, just a wonderful musician around town. He and his, his friends had a Miles Davis cover band, and they were doing uh, an outside kind of gig, and, and I was up there on a three-foot stage, very scary, just painting away. With... So it was jazz and painting? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was just a live painting, and I was just kind of <laughs> responding to the music there, and it was really, really fun. And then 
that same night we went inside the gallery to a totally different, also Tony, but a group called the Thin Air Mostly Orchestra. And it was so beautiful. I just got lost in the whole process there and, and forgot sort of that there were 50 people behind me. Funny that I can do this. And then actually this year, earlier this year, I um, painted with the Davis Orchestra, the high school orchestra that are so good. Hmm. And we um, played a Korsakov, the Eastern Easter Overture, something like that. And so same thing, but they had 500 kids in there three times. You know, they'd truck them in and they were sitting there and maybe it was their first time seeing anybody paint. And scary, but it was fun. And, and I gather from what brief uh, pre-production we did on, on this segment, Laura, that in this case, some people were modeling for you, which is not your usual MO. Not in any way. Not in any way. So I don't work with a figure. I never have. Um, but I needed them for this, for obvious reasons. And I had been um, traveling in France last fall. I took a sort of personally paid vacation and uh, was studying at a, at a place or at, at an art residency in France. And the day I was leaving, there was a male model coming, and I, so I missed him. And the woman sent me a picture of him, and I thought, well, that's quite nice. Can I have another one? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so he found out about that, and then we just struck up a, a kind of communication. And long story short, sooner or later, I had asked him to be my model for this. And mm -hmm. he had just fallen in love with a beautiful woman um, in England. They're both mm -hmm. British. Okay. Uh, and they became my models, and they think of themselves as my muses, which is nice. Okay. How, how do you wind up sort of making the grade? I'm sure that Natsula's Gallery has got a lot of people that they might put in front of them. And I'm sure that if somebody like me walked in and said, I got some paintings I'd like to show, <laughs> I'm not going to make the grade. So how, how, do you, how does that process work? You know, I really don't know. I just, um, I don't know how that happened. I was just introduced by my musician friend, Tony Passerell. And but he looks at your stuff, uh, correct? And says, I like yes, it? Yes, he did. He came mm -hmm. to my studio and, and uh, seemed pleased enough with it and has invited me to a couple group shows there. But this is my first one-person show with him. Will there be any, any extra features we should tell people about? A special lighting, anything events uh, in this particular event? In this show, which is called um, As Above, So Below, for various reasons. I decided to have mirrors that have some of the writing that is, that is excerpted from my mother's book. Uh, and those those statements are on the on mirrors underneath the paintings um, so that you can look into the mirrors and see the paintings reflected. And, and a part of that is, is relevant to the content of the, the whole thing, which is just that, you know, there are various levels of experience and, and um, possibility that we can access. And so the book itself has many levels and layers, and I, I hope this does too. So I don't know much about how art galleries work. They're going to give you, you two floors, but I guess it's a four-floor arrangement, and I guess I guess he's not going to take the rest of the art off the walls. There'll be, there'll be a mixed bag, I, I presume? Sure. He sh has his uh, stable, as they say, of artists and, and has a lot of other work being shown at the same time, and there's a, a rooftop, and you know he does work out in his garden and uh, in, in Davis all over town. Is it all painting, or do you have some other things as well. I know sometimes people like to go multimedia, and I, I suspect you do too. I do. I do in all things. So uh, yeah, it's, it's largely painting, but I have um, some photography there, and I made a little, uh, with the help of a friend, a mobile. And that's sort of funny, the content of that, which is um, maybe silly, but I had um, taken pictures of my palette. And honestly, any painter knows that their palette is probably more interesting than their paintings. But they struck me as just being very beautiful and something that I could use in this show because the idea of this show, for me anyway, is that everything is so beautiful that it becomes potential material for creativity. 
Uh, and so some of the palette pictures are maybe taken from underneath the glass, the palette and things like that. Uh, and the mobile is meant to sort of suggest, the mobile also has a mirror underneath it. Just these possible sort of planes of reflection and, and uh, creative potential that truly I do find kind of everywhere tripping over it, okay. being stunned by it. All right, Laura, I know that the John Natsulis Gallery has a wonderful uh, page here describing what, what you're up to. And I guess I should mention the hours of operation. It looks like it's open on weekdays, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 11 till 5 p.m., but on Friday night, it stays open till 10 p.m., which is a good thing for tomorrow night. And on weekends, it's open, looks like 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Okay, yeah. And and when, when you drive into Davis, most people go into Davis, and they, they go through the tunnel, and they pop up, and as you pop up, it's right there on the corner. You can't miss That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, with a big giant dog in front. And Laura, feel free to send people to your website, which is? Uh, thank you, Doug. It's wholevine.com, which you spell H-O-H-L-W-E-I-N.com. I understand, Laura, there's also there's a bookstore as part of the gallery. People can go in there, and, and I know they can they can purchase various things. And forgive my ignorance for not knowing how this works, but, but I gather that you would have a catalog that was there that people can take a look at, and if they were inclined, could purchase that as well. Uh, how does it work? Well, this time it worked that way. You don't normally have a catalog, but uh -huh. um, John Natsoulis has his own press, and is really being very supportive of me in, in my career right now, and, and I really appreciate that. And so he has made um, a 40-plate, so 40-image catalog, um, and I wrote an essay for it, and a guy who writes for the Huffington Post, John Seed, uh, wrote a really nice essay for it. And for me, it's just a very satisfying thing to have because it's it's largely a retrospective of um, much of the painting I've done in the past 10 years anyway. That must be very exciting for an artist to see their work there all, you know, printed up nicely it's nice it's beautiful yeah i'm quite pleased with it and the gallery's been there a while so i'm I, i'm imagining if he has his own press there must be he must have a virtual library of, of exhibits in fact he does yeah 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 and he's shown some of the you know the best artists in in northern california and it's, it's a great honor to be part of that gallery how cool all right we've been speaking with artist laura holvine about her exhibit titled As Above, So Below, which will be at the John Natsoulis Gallery through the 27th of this month. Laura, thank you for speaking with us. Doug, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Well, that pretty much does it for today's program. Our thanks to Will Durst, also author Henry Vinson. Confessions of a DC Madam, The Politics of Sex, Lies, and Blackmail is a curious read. You might want to check it out, dear listener. And finally, Laura Holvine, whose exhibit is at the John and Sulis Gallery until the 27th of this month. Something else you may want to check out. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. I'm your host, Douglas Everett. And we will see you next week at the same time. I'm the edge, I'm the chic, I'm the taste. I'm a larger than life with just a hint of lace. I'm the vanguard, I'm the air, I'm the vogue. I'm the chic, chic, ooh, I'm the man on the President Reagan, Thatcher, Th Th Thatcher, Jazzercise, Lip Gloss. Ooh, you think you know that?
fashion Well, fashion's a stranger Posing, sitting down. Posing, posing in the distance. Posing, posing with my arm. Posing, posing with my leg. Posing, posing like a swan. Posing, posing for a portrait. Posing a threat.